Hallelujah indeed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you're all blessed to be here today at ACC. Amen. Before we start, I'd like us to start with a prayer. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you this day. We thank you that we're here together. We thank you that we can break your word down together and preach your word. Amen. Preach Christ and preach Christ crucified, O oh Lord. Amen. Lord Father, it's our prayer that you will guide us to correct understanding, O oh Lord. Amen. So Lord Father, as today we grow, we grow in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the end, all glory will be added unto your name. Amen. 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 Okay, this is uh, my first time preaching on a Sunday, actually. Amen. Oh, make some noise for me right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Thank you. Hey, hey. Oh, you guys, let us encourage you. Let us turn up and encourage you. That, that's a bit like, a, you know, on a birthday when they sing happy birthday, you don't know what to do. Yeah, that, that was that kind of feeling. Uh, well, I'll surely say, my name is Junior Ashton. Um, I serve here at ACC. I serve in a protocol team. And I also teach the kids in Sunday school who are at the back today. And um, this is, as I said, my first time preaching. Um, th this Thursday, I think Elder John, he created a flyer with my face on it. And he sent it around on Instagram and in the group chat. And I was thinking, gosh, now I can't get out of this anymore. But um, I'm here and I'm so privileged and so honored to preach the word of God to you, to the saints. And the word of God, it is the power of God unto salvation. It is Christ that we preach, so we preach him in boldness. Amen. So I just want to tell you that it's a great privilege, it's a great honor and that the church leadership have deemed me fit to preach to you. Uh, so this is Elder John, uh, Elder Dan, who can't be here, unfortunately, the Apostle. I mean, it is not because I'm so good. It's not because I'm so wise or I'm so righteous. No, it is just because of Christ who's in me. And Christ has qualified me and equipped me, and he will equip and qualify all of us here. Amen. So today, um, even before I begin, I would like to give a few instructions, actually. I'm going to switch it up a bit. Um, I'd like to tell you about the people in Berea. Berea, that was a city in Greece. And Apostle Paul, in Acts chapter 17, from 11 going, um, he basically talked about them, that when he preached Christ to them, they, everything that he said, they went back to the scriptures to check if what he was saying was in line with the scriptures. And I, he admonished them, he commended them for that kind of um, attitude, for that kind of attitude to the word of God. And I just want us all to adopt that same approach. Everything, every time we come here, we hear the word of God, take it serious. Make notes. Get your phone if you don't have a notepad. Make notes so that you can go back home and check if everything is in line with the scriptures. Amen. So now let's finally start the sermon. And today's sermon is on vision. Vision, seeing Christ in you and seeing you in Christ. Amen. And this is taken from two base verses, um, which my verses that I will read are all from the NKJV. And these verses were given by the leadership and they were on Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 and Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 and 27. And um, last week I was teaching the kids in Sunday school, so I couldn't witness the sermon of our elder John, but I had to rewatch it on YouTube, which you can do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And I understood that Elder John, he, divine, he defined vision as the ability to see, 
seeing beyond time, and ultimately as seeing Christ in you and seeing you in Christ. So this will be the main part where the sermon is going to be about today. Amen. Before I even start on the key verses, we know that from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. So us as Christians, what we do is, uh, we don't just walk by what we see with our physical eyes. How we actually walk is by faith. And ultimately, our faith is put in Christ Jesus, which brings us to the main verse of this month, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And I read from the NKJV version. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. So this is this version. Other versions even talk about fixing your eyes on Jesus. And I think the essential part about that is we don't just look at Jesus and then we look away. We don't just run the race, we look at Jesus, then we look away, we drift. No, our eyes are fixed on Jesus. And we run this race from now until forever because we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So it is great to know that as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we don't depend on our own works. We don't depend on our own obedience. We don't depend on our own righteousness, our own holiness. No, we depend on the righteousness, the holiness, the power of Jesus. And this is not me saying, so let's even look at the benediction in Jude chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. And I read, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, to him, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. So this scripture, it talks about it is to him who is able to keep us from standing. If it was to our own power, if it was to our own wisdom, to our own might, we wouldn't only stumble, we would fall and we wouldn't get back up. But when we depend on Jesus, when we put our faith in Christ Jesus, he is able to keep us from stumbling. So here we see that we depend on his power. We depend on the power that he has and that power is imputed, imputed into us. Amen. The second verse of the month was Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. And I read, I hope it's projected... Yeah, that's great. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Tell to your neighbor, Christ in you, and then the other response, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Christ in you. Thank you. Thank you for your cooperation. Amen. Um, In this verse, it starts with the mystery. And here, the mystery, it refers to the good news. Um, If you had time, we would read the whole chapter, but unfortunately, we don't have that time today. But it's always important that when we look at Scripture, we take it in the right context. So the mystery here, it refers to something that is even uh, before this passage. And this is something our elder Dan always, he hammers on this, that we always read Scripture in the right context. When you come to the Bible Academy or to the Preacher's Digest, um, we 
we learn this, we grow in this, we grow in uh, learning how to understand the scriptures in the right context. Because the important thing when we read scripture is, it is not what you think that you read into the scripture. No, you read the scripture to understand what the author wrote, what the author intended to write through the governing of the Holy Spirit. And we ask the Holy Spirit to bring us into that understanding, and that's how it all comes around. So this is just something that I'd like you all to take note of. Amen. Now let us continue. I'll read from the 27. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. So it was a mystery. It was a mystery. This plan of God, the gospel, it was a mystery in the Old Testament. They could only see shadows of this mystery, but they didn't see it fully because Christ had not yet been born. But unto us it is now revealed. It is revealed unto us. So in the Old Testament, there are many things that point forward towards the, the life of Jesus Christ. But because they didn't understand, it, it was hidden in it. But now it is revealed unto us. So we often, we will look at the Old Testament. Some people, they think that the Old Testament is irrelevant. I can tell you there's nothing that is less true than that. No, it's very relevant because we see Christ in it. And we bring Christ out of it. And that we will do so also today. Amen. So um, the end of this, of this verse, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that is uh, one of the key parts of this sermon today. Christ, he is in us. And this is actually the greatest miracle that, that, that there is. Jesus Christ, he is God. He is, he's not just a man. He's actually God. He's from everlasting to everlasting. And he now lives inside of us. This is a great mystery which we will delve into today in this sermon. Amen. So Christ, Jesus Christ, he lives in us by his spirit. And we understand that from 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. And it says, Now he who keeps, his, who keeps his commandments abides in him. And he in him, that is Jesus Christ in him. And by this we know that he abides in us. So by this we know that Jesus Christ lives in us by the spirit whom he has given us. Amen. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, we understand, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. So this morning, you should thank God. Our spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. Because Christ lives in us. And if you are led by the Spirit, it means that Jesus Christ dwells in us. And uh, it shows that we are now conformed. We are conforming to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. So this morning, I just want us all, I, I want us to see Jesus. And all things, at ACC, we often say, oh, it's all about Jesus. Or Jesus is the answer to all questions. I don't want this to be a slogan for you that you hear and you don't really understand what it means. No, we, I want us to gain, to grow in the understanding that it's actually all about Jesus. That Jesus, he affects all areas of our lives. Our lives actually have put our faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of our life is to give glory to him. Amen. So I actually, I saw a funny meme. For those that don't know, a meme is often like a tweet that you see on social media and it's getting shared. And uh, it's supposed to be funny or sad or has, it has something in it. And um, basically, this was what the meme said. It, it said, imagine you finally finished getting your degree. 
your school, college degree or university degree. Then here comes Jesus with angels blowing the trumpets. And it was supposed to be sad because you've just finished your degree, you want to enjoy your degree, you want to get a good job. And these things, they are all good and they are all nice. And I hope the person intended it as a joke. But I also want us to um, take it as a moment to check our hearts, actually. Sometimes as Christians, we have to examine our hearts. Um, and the thing is, even though this, uh, hopefully it was a joke and it, it was funny or sad, uh, someone else even did, um, imagine Jesus comes before lockdown ends. We are now in lockdown. Everyone is, everyone is waiting until we can go back to restaurants, we can travel, we can go to Pate, we can go to the gym. And all these things are good. Don't get me wrong. All these things are good. But... Uh, in our hearts, we should see that meeting Jesus, what, what, what can compare with, with that? These things are good, and I pray that in faith we will all enjoy these things as we grow to live 120 years, as Elder John always says. But how does it compare to the joy of having a relationship with Christ Jesus? How does it compare? And that is not only here on this earth, but that is also in the life that is to come after this life. Amen. So I just want us to know that we can delight in Jesus Christ. We can delight in knowing him. A relationship with God, there is nothing better. There's nothing better than that. You experience divine love, divine joy, divine peace. God never forsakes you. You, get, you gain understanding of the world. God doesn't forsake you. He lives with you. He lives in you. You get direction from him. I can go on and I can go on, but this is the best decision that you can make in your life to accept Christ Jesus. Amen. So I just hope that today, from today going, we will see the beauty in Jesus more and more each and every day. There's a hymn which I will not sing, but it's about let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. All his wonderful passion and purity. O thou spirit divine, all my nature refined till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. So today, I just want the beauty of Jesus to be seen in us from today going until forevermore. It is in his spirit that is in us that refines our nature. Our nature is completely changed. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. Um, even in the, the psalmist in the Old Testament, Psalm chapter 37, verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It is possible to delight in Jesus that in, when we are in his presence, when we are in the presence of God, that is when we experience fullness of joy. So we don't just experience regular joy. No, it's fullness of joy. And this was even the psalmist. Now we have Jesus Christ living in us. This joy that we carry, we carry it every day. We carry it 24-7. Amen. And it's not, it's not conditioned on your circumstances. It's not conditioned on the things that are going around you. You carry this joy. You carry divine joy, which is a fruit of the Spirit. You carry it each and every day. Amen. And I hope you're all continuing to make notes. Amen. Amen. So some of you, you might have known Jesus for long. You might have known Jesus uh, shortly. Maybe you don't even know this Jesus. It's not about how long you know Jesus. It's about turning your heart toward him. Um, when I was, in the, I was in the church for years, uh, I was just in the church. I go to church every Sunday. Uh, I find nice clothes to wear. You know that when you go to church, you'll see your friends. After church, you can maybe get a snack or something. These things are all good. 
But it's not what it's all about. It's actually all about Jesus. Amen. So today it's our prayer that we, our hearts will be turned towards Jesus. It's our prayer that God will perform surgery. God will perform circumcision in our hearts. That our hearts are turned towards Jesus. Amen. And now finally we're going to look at um, Jesus in us. And today the approach I'm going to take is we're going to approach it in a way, this is called systematic theology. And that means that we look at the Bible verses that talk about a specific, about a specific doctrine or about a specific teaching. So often at times, maybe some people, they take a passage and they expose it. This is also good. But today we're going to look at what does the Bible say about Jesus uh, living in us. Amen. So seeing Christ in us, that is all about um, seeing yourself as an individual in whom Christ lives, and it has to do with where Jesus Christ is placed according to God's purpose. It was God's purpose to place Jesus Christ into our hearts. Jesus Christ, he's everywhere, but he's also in our hearts. He's also living in us, as we understood from first, uh, from Colossians chapter, 20, chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. So that means if Jesus is in us, all that is ours, all that is ours belongs to him as he lives in us. So let us look at a few Bible verses um, before I talk too, too, too much. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. And this was Apostle Paul speaking and he said, Or do you not realize about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? This was something to him. Don't you know? Don't you know that Jesus Christ is in you? This is something that you should know. This is something that matters to the way you live your daily life. And we go to the next verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Because Jesus Christ lives in us, and because we are now his temple, what is ours belongs to him. And in that, in Jesus Christ living in us, we honor God. We honor God with our bodies. We honor God with our very being. Everything that we are, everything that we have, we use it to honor God. Amen. Next one, Romans chapter 8, verse 10. But if Christ is in you, and I will... Every time I say Christ in you, I will specify that it is in you. I will exaggerate. If Christ, but if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. As we read before, our spirit is life because of righteousness. Now that Christ has taken what is in us, it now belongs to Christ. Our spirits are now life. They were dead, but our spirit is life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Amen. The NLT version says, I'll use the NLT here, that Christ may make his home in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Christ makes his home into our hearts. He lives there, and that is his home. It's not his hotel room where he visits and then he leaves. No, it is his home. It's where he operates. It's where he lives. Amen. So in that, what we produce, what we produce is character that belongs to Christ, that belongs to the office of Christ, that belongs to the nature of Christ, because his home is in our hearts, and our hearts constitute our mind, our will, our conscience, our emotions. They are all geared towards Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we see that Jesus Christ lives in us, and that is by his spirit, um, we can ask ourselves, how does this manifest in us? And 
the way it manifests in us is um, we name it at ACC all the time. Uh, during the announcement, if you're listening, we want to grow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit to serve the, no, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are to edify the church and the fruit of the Spirit is to serve the community, nation, and world at large. I can remember it a bit from the top of my head. That's good. Amen. So it's by the gifts and by the fruit of the Spirit that we see how the Spirit manifests himself as he lives in us. Amen. And some of the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. So it is just my prayer that we will see ourselves as people that produce this. And that is because of who we are. Because we are, therefore we produce. We produce godly character. We produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit because of our identity in Christ. Because Jesus Christ lives in us. Amen. So I want us all to see yourselves as such. Sometimes things may happen. You may do something and you will think, oh, I'm evil. Oh, I'm unrighteous. Or I'm this. Or I'm that. No, that is not who you are. Who you are is that Jesus Christ lives in you and therefore you produce the righteousness that he has imputed into you. Amen. Amen. The next point that we go to is seeing yourself in Jesus Christ. So seeing yourself in Jesus Christ has much to do with where you are placed according to the purpose of God. And we are placed in Christ. You weren't placed in Israel. We weren't placed in Amsterdam. We were placed in Christ according to the purpose of God. Amen. And I think last week, Elder John mentioned that um, we are seated in him. We are seated in him whilst angels are standing. And this is, was taken from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 6. And it said, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. So not only does Jesus Christ live in us, we also live in him, is what we understand from the scriptures. We are placed into him. So what belongs to him, the good things that belong to Jesus Christ, they are now ours. So his righteousness, his obedience, his holiness, they are imputed into us. And this is not, again, just me saying we will look at um, scriptures to affirm this. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, so now if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So we are now in Christ's new creations. And in the Greek, it's called kainos. That means something that is just made. It is uncommon. It is novel. It's unheard of. It is something completely new. And that is who we are in Christ. Because now what we adopt are those things of Christ that we have inherited in him. We are new. Everything about us is now new. Now that we are seated and placed in Jesus Christ. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. And again, it specifies that we are in him. And in him, it says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That means that Jesus Christ, he is sinless. He knew of no sin, but he was made sin for us. And that made us now uh, able to live in him. We are now seated in him. And in that, the verse says that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. His righteousness has been imputed into us that now we are the righteousness of God. Shout a big amen to that. Amen. So that means that now when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sins. He doesn't see our past. No, he sees the righteousness of his son because we are now seated into Christ Jesus. Amen. I missed one part. Yes, I have it. Amen. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, I think I might have messed up the, the, the uh, order of the Bible verses, but I still want to read this one. And it says, By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So when we live in Jesus, when we abide in Jesus, we walk in the same way in which Jesus Christ walks. And that is possible because all his qualities, all his power, his obedience, his holiness has been imputed into us. So therefore now we can also walk in the way that Jesus Christ walked on the earth. And that is what we aim for. That is what we strive for, to be fully conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, as I mentioned before, in the Old Testament, it's full of types. It's full of things that point forward to Jesus. It's full of things that um, foreshadow Jesus Christ. And one thing that I want us to talk about, is I believe most of us know the story, is the story of Noah, the Ark of Noah. And where the Ark of Noah, the Ark of Noah, it uh, foreshadows Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, he's actually our Ark of Salvation. Amen. When we are in Jesus, we are safe and we are saved. And we're going to look at it briefly because time is very, very fast spent. Amen. Um, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So as we know, there was a flood of coming and God told Noah to build an ark and this ark would save him. In this ark, he would be saved. And this was just because of the grace of God. It wasn't because of anything he did. It wasn't because he was so wise or so intelligent. It was just the grace of God. That is the unmerited favor. You don't deserve it, but it's a gift from God. And similarly, we in Christ, it is just by grace through faith that we have now been saved. It is not because of our own doing. It is just a free gift from God. It is an escape. It is an escape of judgment. It's an escape of condemnation. And maybe for a few of you, when we hear the word escape, we think of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So God provided an escape for us, for condemnation. And this escape is provided in Jesus Christ, just as the ark was provided to Noah to save him from the flood. Amen. This was planned and designed by God. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. I hope it's being projected, but um, if not, I will read it and it will be fine as well. Amen. You can always also look it back on our YouTube channel or Spotify account. Um, me, I'm a shameless uh, advert. I, I, I promote the ACC with all my heart. Amen. Gen Genesis chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and its height 30 cubits. So in this, what we can learn from this, it was God who designed the ark. It was God who planned it. It, wasn't, it was something that was planned even before um, 
our salvation in Christ is something that was planned even before this world was created. We learned this at Bible Academy on Friday, Peter chapter one verse first Peter chapter one verse twenty, and it said, "He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you." Jesus Christ, salvation in Jesus Christ, it wasn't a plan B, or it wasn't something God just made up. It was even planned before you and I were born. It was planned before our parents were born. It was planned before the earth was created that man would be saved in Jesus Christ. So this is God's plan. This is God's doing. And this is not something that we can take away from God. This is his doing. And we are just grateful and we, are, uh, we have been shown grace that God has done this for us. Amen. Um, the ark was also a place of safety. It was a place of safety, so it protected from the flood. Jesus Christ is also our place of safety. When we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So Jesus Christ, he is actually our protection. In him we are safe. We are safe from condemnation. We are fully made righteous when we are seated and live in him and walk according to the Spirit. Amen. So those who struggle, I'm almost, I'm almost done. Those who struggle with one of our previous teams, it was about assurance of our salvation. And I saw a very funny conversation, and I will do person A and person B. Person A said, um, Noah, Noah was in the ark. Was he safe in the ark? And then person B said, yes. And then person A said, what made him safe? Was it his feeling or was it the ark? And then person B said, it was the ark, duh. And then person A said, well, what makes us safe? Is it Christ or is it how we feel? And then person B said, oh, it is Christ. It is not what I feel, but it is in Christ that I am safe. And it is in Christ that I am saved. We are not safe based on our emotions or based on how we feel. No, we are safe because we live in Jesus Christ and he is our protection. Amen. Um, so in the Old Testament in Genesis, um, it was revealed how we would overcome sin. It was revealed who would bruise the head of the serpent. And in the Ark of Noah, it is shown to us how. It is shown to us how that we can be saved. And that is by putting our faith in the escape that God the Father has provided for us through grace in Christ Jesus. When we put our faith in him, when we put our faith into this escape and our lives are based on Jesus Christ, based on his life, on his death, on his burial, on his resurrection and ascension, that is when we are safe and that is where we are united in Christ and um, have a relationship with him from this day forward to the end well actually to forever not even to the end of time there is no end of time in eternity amen so um, today when we talk about living in Christ it is about the grace of Christ that has been imputed into us it is about his goodness his hope his obedience that has been imputed into us. It is about these blessings that we have in him, that we get in him. Amen. Um, this is the end of my sermon, so I would kindly ask you all to now stand up as we pray on this. Amen.